This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a rather huge welcome to our listeners for the Dante special podcast with the Bar Stewards Inquiry. My name's Lee Keys of SystemBet.co.uk. And as always, uh, the better half of this show. John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot to chew the fat and hopefully get you some winners at the Dante meeting this week. It's it's mine and John's probably favourite week of the flat calendar this year. Uh, love, lovely uh, that we've got this sort of race. It's a shame we can't attend, John. You know, we. I would have been lo- loving to have been there this week. Um, half a pound to wait sat in June with John Mullal before the first and. Stagger over 10 minutes before, before they go in the cells and uh, take it from there with half a dozen aspirin. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, or, or those pink tablets you told me about. Uh, oh, yeah. Them. Yeah, they're lovely, though. Fantastic, then. I, I, if any if any, any of our listeners suffer, suffer from aches and pains on the golf course or, or sort of joint issues, uh, co- a couple of those or four if you must. Um you know, before you before you tee off, you'll be you'll be uh, you you wouldn't want to piss test after, would you, John? No, oh, no, but you'll float around. You float around you... like one of Willie's at Cheltenham. <laughs> and I believe you can get them from Boots as well. So there we go. Over the counter, it must be legal. That's right, over the counter, something for the weekend, sir. Uh, right, I'm going to kick the show off this week um, just by mentioning one of our past shows, which we talked about. Um, Brilliant racing films that we've watched. And John recommended The Rainbow Jacket uh, to me. And I can honestly say, I watched it the other week. It was fantastic. There was a line in it that I will just never forget. It was one steward said to another, he said, um, oh, hey, you got to run at Nottingham today. You must have a, must have a good chance, what? And this, the other steward turned around and said, uh, ah, if she's trying, oh. <laughs> I mean, that just shows you, I think if that doesn't tell you how racing is, John, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that's it really. It was just fantastic. Well, Steve Carson's favourite racing film that as well, you know. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it's so realistic, really well filmed. Obviously, it's 1960s technology with the, with the um, you know the, the obviously effects, but I mean, you just ignore that and just just enjoy it. The, the, the actual races are filmed at the actual tracks as well. So like the footage that you see, when they say it's Windsor, it's actually Windsor. When they say it's Lingfield, it's Lingfield. When they say it's Doncaster, it's Doncaster. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I recommend that Rainbow Jacket to anyone. And the reason I've brought this up is because um, we've had a another listener say we've missed a really brilliant film off John. In the Rocking Horse Winner. And I, I remember seeing this. I'm, I'm not sure how old I was, but uh, it's like this little deranged kid, isn't it? And he, he gets up on gets up on the rocking horse and goes like hell at it, and I starts tipping winners to him, and they all clean up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
we could all do with one of them in the back bedroom, couldn't we? <laughs> where we just where we sit on a rocking horse and ride ride it ride it like it's it's got no life in it, and and then just expect winners to pour out. What a fantastic thing that would be! Whip action and everything. If you get a six strikes and you're off, man. <laughs> out comes the name. But yeah, I mean, it's like I'm looking. I haven't seen the film, but I've read the synopsis, and basically, it's it's about where they all get wealthy from from betting and then they all start falling out with each other and you know and then then it's like they've got no money left because all st- all stops giving them winners and things like that. That may like... make cool money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we should, should we send a copy to uh Blade? send one over to Harry Potter. So show this to the lads <laughs> Just in case I might all fall out. It'd be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> A Tabor Smith Magnier uh, division. Oh. Yeah. They, they might take it to the cobbles. They're all scrapping <laughs> in the yard. Gum shield. <laughs> well, uh, well, I've just got these images of that in my head. I don't know why. I do that when you talk, but yeah. Um, anyway, right, thanks for that, Carl Swanson. Anyway, and he's also given us a question to start the show up, which I will. We've got quite a few questions to get through, so I'll get through them. Uh, question for the Bar Stewards Who would you put, John, in the Bar Stewards Hall of Fame? Well, I think uh, actually somebody I've already mentioned, your mother, because nobody can part a gin out like that fella. <laughs> um, absolutely legendary. I mean, he was a half pint tumbler there and leave about a an inch gap at the top and then ask you if you wanted tonic play. Well, the, the answer to that was well just a splash Joe he'll spill it um, <laughs> so I mean definitely a place for Joe um, and as we're, as we're in Dante Wake um, I would volunteer someone like uh, a gentleman that we buried one Dante Wake no Merlis that was a, a good Yorkshire trainer initially at Hamilton, and uh, I, th- I think we buried him the uh, yeah, reference point under Dempsey, actually. Right, good, good, good shout that, real good shout. Yeah, yeah, Noel Merlis, yes, very, very respected indeed. Good shout there, John. I prefer your gin, man, to be honest. But Well, that's sort of where, you know. I mean, I've never got a gin off Smurway. Right, next question, because we'll skip through, because we have got a few questions, so let's say I want to get through these. Uh, Michael Toms says, how fortunate, how fortunate was it, through an administrative error, that Rachel Blackmore was able to ride the gambled 40s into 11 to 4, call me Freddy this week? Very surprising that she hadn't been booked for a ride in a 16-runner handicap, or maybe her agent just had a feeling job. Could have been the case, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's very hard to cast aspersions on our darling Rachel, um, <laughs> as uh, Desi calls her now. Um, but, um, no, I mean, these things happen, don't they, regularly. Um there's always somebody waiting in the wings to take over when the uh, when the application of cash has been applied, and uh, you know the, the, this one's uh, landed the longer for the lads, hasn't it? So, well, well done to all concerned, Daily. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. They've had it right off, Michael Toms. They've had it right off. You lads over there, you different gravy. I mean, there was that thing I read the other day, John. Um, they'd found 60,000 doses of, of performance-enhancing steroids in Ireland. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know about that. I, I, I literally read it on the Bob Baffert thing, you know, the obviously the... the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were just on about that in the other show, weren't we? The thousand dollar yearly win of the Kentucky Derby, and old Bob stuck super unleaded in and running down its nose. I mean, <laughs> so, see, so, Wayne Lucas think, is keeping his head down at the minute. I don't know whether nobody's seen them in the same room with the white hair, have they? <laughs> there's, this, there's this thing about white hair and. and uh, you know. And, and crazy uh, application of chemicals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 60,000 doses, Michael Toms, found in Ireland. Nuts and hay. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, next question, uh, also market-related, betting markets from Quentin Franks, a good listener. I uh, believe Quentin Franks runs his own um, sort of like uh, tipping service as well. I've heard it's quite good as well. Quentin Franks, plug, plug there for you. You know, expect cash in the post. Um, he says, horse racing markets, Betfair SP, are they highly efficient, highly inefficient, or somewhere in between? And he refers, for example, how Luganini on rattling fast ground at Pontefract's obviously not effective on. A prime example of inefficiency. John, any any take on this? I think the market really is only efficient, as efficient as the people that's putting the cash on, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, if if there's a, a group of people uh, with plenty of spends decide Luganini's been wanting fast ground all his life and decide to get pitched in and they've got the money there to cover every bit of liquidity that's up in that market. They can make the market look stupid, can't they? They thump it in and uh, look at me, runs like an absolute raspberry. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's saying, well, what an inefficient market. And it might be half a dozen blokes that's clubbed together with the cricket money. Um, Quentin, there is an argument from from my side in that I've, I've, I'm getting lots of sort of rumours and I, I kind of know. I, they're not rumours, I know. Um that basically now people are getting on in India and places like that. Like, so if jockeys and traders say, for example, to keep money away from, from Betfair and to stop, you know, escalator graphs from going from eights to fifties, um, they, they doing the business out in India. Now, now that to me will make Betfair more inefficient if it doesn't find its way back. Um, if it does find its way back, then obviously I would say that it becomes efficient again. But you're possibly going to get horses now that don't particularly drift much. And you think, well, and, and are clearly not at the races. And you're thinking, well, that's not the Betfair of old. You know, <laughs> you'd normally see a ride like that and it goes from three to one to tens. But I'm just wondering now if the jockeys and trainers are just being a bit cute and, and getting on elsewhere that's keeping it away from the machine, John. It's very possible, very possible. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it, there was a time where it was a tremendous heads up, for, especially with certain jockeys. Uh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. 
you know, that's how Eddie's adding one. It was just in late buggery hitting. Well, that's guarantee it was going to miss the kick, couldn't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, like I say, it's, it, but the, I mean, Quentin was sort of like referring to form. Obviously, Lugadini uh, yeah. is a horse that, that definitely wants, everyone knew it wants soft ground. Princess Lulu, the mom, she 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 wanted cut. And 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 it, it, a Pontifract that day was riding like a road, an absolute road. And like you said, the amazing thing to knock it into favour over Wald Koenig, I think was uh, some kind of a very strange market move. I remember saying on the day as well that I thought, how on earth have they made this favourite? I don't know. But there we go. Like you said, sometimes it just isn't. And um, But as a rule, it is. But as I said, we, if more people are staying away from the exchange to do the business, then it has to get less efficient, I would have thought. Um, next point. Uh, from Aaron Rhodes, it's not really a question as such, but he's but he's he's just pointing something out for the for the dance this week, John. He says Connor Beasley's record in the two ten on Wednesday, which is the sprint handicap, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he's very impressive uh, in recent times. Um, he's had a couple of runner-ups and he's won the race, and he rides woven in this, which is about a tens perk. Have you uh, did you have a look at that two ten by any chance? Uh, I actually swerved that it was on the shield handicaps. I didn't really bother with that. But I've been going to Danity Mating for about forty years now, and uh, I don't think I've ever actually got one in the first three in that race. Yeah. So I tend to avoid like the plague. To be perfect. Hard lines there are nothing for you and nothing from me either. So go buggery on that one. Um, <laughs> next, <laughs> he's, he's a good listener. He's already understands. He understands. Uh, the next question uh, is from uh, another good listener of ours, Ian Davis, and he says, "With Bolshoir Bally winning the Leopardstown Derby Trial on Sunday by six lengths, just what does higher definition have to do in the Dante at York to keep the dream alive, John?" Well, he has to turn up for starters. Um, well, yeah, yeah. And we, we're probably not guaranteed he's going to do that. Um, I think Bolshoi Valley winning like it did has probably took a bit of pressure off Ali. And he, he definitely won't on this house unless he thinks it's right now. Um, and if it, if it is right, I think it's facing a bloody sight stiffer test than Bolshoi Valley was t- facing. Because at the end of the day, I mean, he's only beaten his stable, mate, hasn't he? You know, six stands, well. Yeah. I think I think there's far a fair in that in that dante that has beat that stable, mate, of his six six length. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd, as impressive as Bolshoi Ballet looked visually, I still think it's uh, it, it's got to do it against a, a, a couple of decent tools to. Justify the current price myself. And as, a, as I say, I think high definition space in a, a much different calibre of field on uh, Thursday if it runs. Yeah, could, could have been just a, a horses in that Leopardstown race not running the races. Obviously, Max Whiney didn't run his. And, and you know, that, that kind of. If slack across the lines, I'd, have, uh, I'd be surprised if he was even ready for the derby, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question from Ian Davis was, um, fact or fiction, the Nave Meyer is recovered marshland, and when it rains, the going gets uniquely holding, John. Uh, 
Well, the fact that it's reclaimed marshlands trapped. The, the fictional bit, I think, is the uniquely holding thing. I don't think it's necessarily holding because when it gets proper wet, there's surprisingly a lot of American breads cut through it rather well with their choppy little dirt actions, um, which I, I have had experience of in the past. Some I've been involved with have uh, not only run well on. Uh, rained on the watered ground there that's got extremely wet um, and you wouldn't have looked at their pedigrees and thought mm, they need some soft ground it yeah but I, I have actually seen plenty of them run really well on it um, I think it's it can be an acquired taste when you, you're in like the, the good to soft sort of territory um, I always like to say something that's actually done it on good to soft there previously. I, I, I'll, I'll excuse me, conscience, if I'm written uh, something like that, because I think where, where they're just taking a nice cut and making a, a, a print, I, I think that you can find there sometimes for some strange reason. Fancy horses that haven't been there before can run absolute stinkers and you never really put your finger on why yeah i i, I agree with that it, it, it does seem to ride odd is is i think the word i'm looking for mm. you know like like some tracks i don't know i i feel like it's cliched here when you when you start saying oh well some horses will go through it i just i just think york tends to ride odd i, I, don't, I can't put my finger on it but it does worry me when ground gets really it, soft, even since the ray laid it you know it's not it's not what you'd want. You wouldn't pick it as a surface. No, no. There's there's nothing finer than betting on horses at York on good good to firm. You know, you know mate, I'd dig it up and put tappers in down. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I would. Seriously? Seriously, yeah. Why? Because you'd have no chill over the ground. That'd be the end of it. You know... If they could make green tapita, I'd be for that. But say, just, yeah, I mean, why can't they? You know, I mean, it's, there's, there's, something, there's something about it when you look at like, like yeah. Newcastle, for example. Yeah. You know, it looks it like looks, a building site. I know. Yeah. It looks terrible. It's yeah. a terrible colour. It's just not. I can't. I just can't get mad around like an e-ball meeting, and then you know, it's like Newcastle. I just. I, 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 why uh, can't they dye it green? They should do. They should do. Yeah, you, that, that's what that's what we recommend. So it looks right, like. Right, why don't we write to the bloke at Southall because they're going for it, aren't they? Yeah. And say if you haven't ordered it, see if it comes in green. The green bit, because that's it. I think. I think. It, I mean. I mean, for example, if you start playing snooker on beige, you know, they, they, everyone would go, "What?" You know, it's like. There won't be many browns parted. <laughs> <laughs> too right, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, it's not, quite I never started playing again. <laughs> he like putting the brown here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Werber, the guy you saw like eight pints before he played. Yeah, he liked putting the cows, didn't he? Yeah, he's good. Good, good days. Uh, right, good questions, Ian. Um, finishing off with Siren John Nolan. And he, he starts off by saying, 
Um, has any listener, so listeners, have you, have you ever done this? Because John Nolan has sat there with his siren on his head and his swarf eager and his, his, his waders. Um, he says he's laid a winner that was £39 out of the handicap and won. He says, and if you haven't, he's, he's the clubhouse leader on that. Um, and he's, and he's, so listeners, get, get in touch if you've laid a winner more than £39 out of the handicap. He's in the checks um, there, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's born unlucky, is John. Um, <laughs> but his real question is, 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 is the Barbadian Baron, Sir Michael Stout, is he ever going to have a classic course ever again? Or is he going to have a decent rack of two-year-olds ever again before he hangs it, before he calls it a day? And why the fuck doesn't he have a stable jockey, John? And and if he did, who, who should it be? Well, um, I do think he's going to have a classic horse before he hangs his hat up. Uh, more of which shortly. Um, as regards whether he's going to have any decent two-year-olds, he seems to have given up trying to train horses to be two-year-olds, to be honest. I mean, I can't for the life of me think that anybody could have a yard so full of such backward types that you can hardly get a run it before the end of your life. Um, but that seems to be the approach now. Um, stable jockeys. The Really, the kid that's standing in for Ryan at the minute seems to be doing the job perfectly well. Um, if I if I had to do do anything, there, I, I would be full square behind Kingscut at the minute. Um, I don't I don't think you could get anybody better. Maybe he's, maybe James Doyle, but I don't think he's riding brilliant this year. Um, are are you are you a bit fed up, John, at the moment when you constantly see Ryan Moore for Stout? You know, like in these nice races on nice horses. That well, it's an insane tactic, isn't it? Because yeah. whatever they do, you get to day day and you're going to be casting around for a jockey. Maybe not now he's got King's Cup fairly established as the the go-to David Fairclough super sub. But <laughs> uh, prior to that, I mean, you know, you had horses like Crystal Ocean going into King George, wondering who was going to ride it. Um it would piss me off enormously if I was an owner there, Ben Christ knows what a week, and uh, riding mowers, riding them all in the prep races and getting a good idea how to bait them when he's uh, riding for Harry Potter yeah. and finding out about all the weaknesses, and then he's not with you on D-Day, you know. Um, I, I'm, I'm a great believer in stable jockeys, and I... I I think particularly Michael Stout's been at his best when he's had good stable jockeys, you know. And uh, well, doesn't that when you ride him work? Because obviously, if you've got a stable jockey, say if you're oh, absolutely, get to know him, so. stable jockey. Yeah, he he's going to be riding these the the the, the main ones yeah. in the mornings, and he's got to be better than than a bit a bit like when Goslin gets to Tory and to ride. You know the finishing pieces on on, on his horses. Yeah. You know, yeah. in Abel, Stradivarius, etc. Right? Phone calls and sirens. We love it. Um, but, but but it's like 
I think that's it, isn't it, John? That that it's amazing how much these jockeys can make a difference. You know, like like yeah. like like just just to the performance of horses rather than ridden by Joe Spiv, you know, in, in the morning. You know, it's Richard Kingscote coming in to ride this in its final peak. You know, now I've no I've no doubt that Stout will will bring in, you know, uh, top flight jockeys to ride serious horses. But like you said, surely it's better to have the actual man in the saddle, oh. you know, that that's that's going to be on on the day. So so he knows. He, all the traits of that horse, you know, he knows everything about it. Yeah, totally agree. Um, it's a definite grand spot for me. Yeah. Uh, so come on, Sir Michael, get going. And uh, uh, Nick Kingscote from um, from uh, the uh, uh, the Chester lot. Um, he's fed up a ride of winners around Chester now. Well, that's it. He must be sick of whizzing down there. And he, he, must, he, must one be, folks. he must be dizzy. Yeah. Um, right. So now we can begin our preview of the week with uh, all the best bets and and sort of thoughts for the the Dante meeting ahead. I'll 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 kick off with a with a nice stat for you. Uh, William Haggis, who loves a winner at York, is a very impressive six from eighteen since twenty sixteen at this meeting. Um, and the six six others have been placed, and he's making a thirty seven points profit. At this meeting, so William Haggis is very selective what he sends here, but when he does, he clearly means business. And we're going to kick off, John, on the Wednesday at the 240 race, which is the Duke of York, and it's sponsored by Clipper Logistics, a group two event. And Art Power is heading the market with Oxted at 100 to 30 joint favourites. That's with William Hill. Have you looked at the uh, Duke of York, John? Uh, looks at it, cogitated, remunerated, and whatever else rated at it. And uh, I think my view is um, Oxted might possibly want quicker down than they'll get here. Um, at the end of the day, he hasn't won since the July Cup either, and for a sprinter that was supposed to be carrying all before him at the time, I think that's. Enough reason to question, you know, he uh, he may well have been uh, tailed, shall we say. Uh, he's, uh, he, he's not looked the horse he, he did last summer either, to me. Um, do, you, do, you think, do you think, John, uh, with Oxted, he had, he had wind surgery after he won uh, the July Cup? Couldn't and, set him back. And the three races he's ran since then, whilst being oh okay, well the one in the one in Saudi Arabia wasn't, but the, yeah. the other were just were just okay. So yeah, um, whereas I mean at power, uh, I would hope it doesn't come here like most of Tim's this year in need of a of a paper opener. Um, if he does, I'll probably be backing him second time up. Um, <laughs> But I, w- I would imagine this has been the target for some time. The uh, the HW family love a winner there. I mean, uh, the old spitting lad will be prowling that uh, parade thing while the race is on, hoping his nephew's leading the winner in. Um, goes fine on soft. It's got plenty of early. Still should be able to put him where he wants. Um, Summer Gand. 
I don't know if this race will lend itself to a, the type of hold-up ride he wants. Starman, well beaten by the selection once he came out of listed company, he needs to take another step forward. And this is something that surprised me. Brando's run there ten times and not won. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I think I'm, I'm jumping in the art power camp for this. And, uh, I, I think I'm quite strong on it, really. Okay. Well, I mean, art power um, is uh, currently priced 100 to 30 with, with, with Sylvester D'Souza. Four, by the way, four-year-olds have won the last four renewals of this event. And I, the reason I like siding with four-year-olds is because I often believe uh, sprinters as they get older and older, a bit like us all, really, we they can lose that little bit of toe. And it's like when you're looking at like the likes of Brando, nine years old, he ran an absolute blinder at uh, Royal Ascot uh, last summer uh, when just getting touched off um, in, in, in you know in the big big event there behind Glen Shield, uh, the the champion sprint. Um, actually, sorry, that was October, not the Royal Ascot meeting, but. Um, same thing, you know, same track, same sort of horses. But yeah, Brando basically got touched off. And you just think, nine years old now, can he repeat that? I'm starting to doubt it. His two runs this year haven't been very good. Um, my selection in here, I, I do like yours, John, Art Power. The one thing I'd say about Art Power, for people back backing him, um, he's never been a five furlong horse in his life. I know he beat Keep Busy off 97 at Ascot. You're saying, what are you talking about? But I'll challenge anyone then to watch the six furlong run at Nars or Nace, uh, the run after after Ascot, when he built beat Millisle and he was off the bridle two out. He was, he was struggling. And he absolutely, he absolutely powered him over the six. And if you watch him in the last two Group 1 races, John, yeah. behind, Dream, behind Dream of Dreams and Glen Shield, He's just like Fateur at a crucial yeah. point. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I said this to, to, to a friend of mine. Um, I, I actually said, when they dropped him back to five in the Nunthorpe, I said, this horse wants seven. You know, yeah. after, after Nace, I wouldn't have looked at, you know, I mean, it was an error to drop him back. In <clears throat> and, and I think he needs every yard of six. I do honestly believe that. So that would be my one worry, just in case. You know, um, they, they need a good good gallop, but yeah. they, they should go a good gallop. They always do. Um, but my, my choice, uh, just sporting bet really in here, was Malathan, Roger Varian's runner, dropping back in Chip Trip, the Jersey winner last year, um, and managed to um, uh, touch off the uh, uh, was it was it the, the the American Raider at the time? Congratulation or. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, I think at the time, oh, it was a Hong Kong trainer. I think King Kong. Um, and, and and the thing, what I like about Malathan is that he travels into his races, travels really well. Yeah, he's a travely, travely thing, isn't he? Yeah. Travely, travely, turn a foot. And I just thought Malathan might, might excel here at six off a strong pace. So if there is a strong pace, of course. Um, yeah. But so, so, so John is art power. I am small on Malathan at 17 to two. We move on, and that's our best calls on the uh, Duke of York. We move on to the feature race of the first day of the Dante meeting, which is, of course, the Tattersalls Musidora Stakes. is a Group 3 event. It's a Oaks trial, and, and usually a, a very good Oaks trial um, over the years. And we have 
the Roger Varian trained T owner, uh, market leader at around the six to five mark at the moment, John, as we speak. Any view on the, the Musidora for me? This T owner must have paid for Boris Johnson's wallpaper or something. <laughs> um, I, 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 I can't have this five to four unless there's somebody's been talking out of school and don't know when to shut up. Really, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I just don't get it. Uh, you know, um, nice really potential, yeah. Five to four, no, shut up with your ass. You know, absolutely no, no interest whatsoever. Um, not for me at that price. Uh, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll go through the, the, the ones I looked at. I mean, I thought Twisted Reality was open to significant improvement from the maiden win. Absolutely. Handle soft. Um, Harry Potter with one entry. I mean, I think he's just... Having a fair look for Santa Barbara, I think uh, the writings on the wall are he he at Santa Barbara for the Oaks. Oh, twist the reality. reality is not in the field, John. She's not not been declared. No. <sighs> no, I, I thought to be honest, I thought she had because because I I, I, wa- I watched the race this morning. So, yeah. yeah. Um, which, which one's Agus declared? Is he declared say Empress? Uh, no, I, I believe the Empress goes for the Michael Seeley on uh, on, yeah, on Friday. Uh, well, really, I mean, it's John Nolan's time now because, listen up, John. Take your, siren, siren. Yeah, Siren going now. Um, noon Star. Absolutely red in the purple, this. Mother was a proper Oaks, really. Um the maiden stroke novice farm is working out nicely. I loved what she did at Weatherby. She looked professional, bags of scope about her physically, strong through the body, improvement to come over 12, as I said. Excellent manner about her. And, and I would expect her to book her ticket for the Oaks in no uncertain style. Pray good right up, and I I I concur with you, John. I think she's a very nice filly. Um, I think the win at Weatherby highlighted the fact that she's certainly going to be stakes class. Um, you know, without a doubt, that's probably pointing the obvious out or the bleeding obvious. Um, the only, I mean, she was my original selection, but I, I think what has caused Tiona to be the price she is. Uh, obviously, she was very impressive when when winning at Newcastle. Um, but apparently, this is just obviously my my variant mode, if you like, if they're any good. Um, she's absolutely thrashing the Lingfield Derby trial winner, third realm on the gallops. So whether that's whether that justifies the price, I don't know. But but apparently, her work has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, but so that's the only thing that stops me, you know, from basically putting my balls in the frying pan and going, I want a big bet on Noon Star because yes, because we 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 forget forget what contacts say sometimes or or moles if you like. We like to go on what we see with our eyes, and I agree with you. I think Noon Star's the best filly in the race on what I've seen, but 
you know, it's it, it's it's obviously some, you know, the the homework is obviously very impressive for Tiona. So that's the first day um, uh, covered. We, we'll be coming back at the end of the show to cover off any sort of other fancies we've got at the meeting, because obviously, you know, we've we've six feature races to go through. So we'll go through the feature races, and then at the end of the show, we'll go through any other best bets we've got at the meeting. So we'll just move on to the Thursday on the card, and we'll start off by looking at the Albastieco World. Dubai Middleton Stakes, which is a Group 2 event uh, for fillies and mares uh, of the older variety. And leading the market at the moment, I believe, is Ken Pepper, John, of Jesse Harrington from Queen Power of Sir Michael Stout's Yard at 2-1 to one and 5-2, to two respectively. Have you got any view on the, uh, the Middleton? Yeah, yeah, I mean... They've done well to get this eight up to a group two, really. I mean, it's it's turned out to be an ace race over the last few years. I tended to prefer it when it was a graduation race. And you got uh, a dozen or so fillies that might make the Ribblesdale or the Gold Trees. I found it a lot more informative because uh, a lot of the times I've run this, it's just been a lap of honour. And uh, yeah, I, I get the impression that this could be similar to this year. Um, I can't for the life of me say anything beating Karen Pepper. Um, you know, um, she was second to a Breeders Cup winner last year, for God's sake. Um, you know, um, Aiden's asked passion has some fair form in the book. I can see her chasing her home at a respectable distance. And we know Queen Power will finish close up and beating, don't we? So... <laughs> um, but that's about as much as I, I need to take out the race. I mean, what price is Cayenne Pepper at the minute? Um, Cayenne Pepper is. I'm just. I'm just going to check this now, just to make sure uh, I've got up to date prices. Because sometimes um, odds check is a bit, bit weird. Um, right, Cayenne Pepper is actually. Um, wait, William Hill are very shrewd. They're two to one. They're two to one fat. However, Paddy Power and Betfair. Are hundreds of thirty. That needs smashing. Hey, God. That that needs that, smashing. That's like insane. A, that needs smashing like a chicken parmo after seven San Miguel's in the butter. Oh. <laughs> Don't uh, honestly, that that's just too tempting for words. You know, I mean, if yeah. you can smash that, I'll take a baseball back to Boris Johnson's cobblers. You'd, <laughs> you'd, you'd still smash that, wouldn't you? He'll be hanging out the arse of some civil servant. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, I totally concur with your selection because uh, the Ginger Hitler was on, you know, telling us all, like you were, about how jady uh, Queen Power is in a finish. And I think we saw that at Newmarket. You know, she, she doesn't put it all in. So... Yeah. How that can be favourite in anyone's book, I don't know. And then you've got Passion, that Kay and Pepper has already drubbed last season um, when 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 they ran against each other. Uh, that was behind uh, the the brilliant brilliant uh, can I say Tarnawa. Uh, the, this the, this the is Mary. insane betting. This yeah, I mean, it, it is. It well, is. We, it, we, we, <laughs> I thought you know it's tempting to wrap this up and just go and start laying into this. 
Well, we should we should we should just wrap the show up now. That's it, listeners. And, and, and she said it's not running or something. You know? I mean, no. I mean, knowing Jesse, <coughs> there's there's absolutely no way. I mean, well, she won't run. She won't bring this over just for a spin. You know, it's, no. you know not with current regulations as it is, and you is know, like, no. But neither neither of the Jesse runs are jumped up. Because she's got silence pleasing. So. Right. It's one of them, really. Like, I mean, it, put it this way. I mean, like, like I said, passion passion needs further than one mile, two furlongs. Pat Passion wants a mile and a half plus. You know, I mean, we all love a bit of passion, but not this one of a, of a, of a, of an extended 10. It can't beat KM Pepper over. I, over I, I literally can't believe this. I mean, I, I didn't even check the prices out because I thought this is going to be a money rent for six. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, in total agreement. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Put this way, if Jesse's turns up KM Pepper, you know, I mean, I, unless, um, like, there's no way you, I mean, John, she could have a spin with her filly in any race she wants in Ireland. Yeah. So if she turns up at York, Right, she's not turning up fat, or, or no. you know, n- not a chance, not a chance, because you can do that in Ireland. You don't have to get on ferry and and do whatever no. else you're doing, you know, just to have a spin up or or a floater. It's a Cam Pepper. I mean, just check with your bookmaker if you get if you get none running no better as well chucked in. Just just have a bit. Put some one for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get me and John on. Um, so that's Cam Pepper. We're, we're we're unanimous on that. Absolutely. Just different class. I, I agree. Totally agree with John. Um, right, we move on, on to the feature race of the meeting, the big talking race where everyone's hoping for a big shake-up in the Derby market. Bolchoir Valley provided that the weekend in the Derringtown. And I think people are hoping now for another contender uh, to emerge in the Dante, John. Indeed. Um well, regular listeners will know my opinion of high definition from last year. I think the horse has the potential to be one of the ones. Um, the problem being, of course, he's missed his intended engagement at Lingsale at the weekend. And he's still doubtful for this. Aidan's going to be having a look at a bucket of blood and seeing what's floating in it before he makes him round up whether to run it. Um, and from a betting point of view, I wouldn't have said that was ideal. Because at the end of the day, we're previewing this to try and chunk up a bit of value in the dandy market. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my thoughts on what's in, in the dandy were pretty much as follows. Alenka won what's going to start to look a fairly shit trail at Sandown, I thought. Yep. Uh, the runner-ups probably got quotes for the RSA now, after <laughs> Lingfield. Um, Bilocchio, same farmland. Flying Visit was a good second to Bolshoi Ballet. Um, probably sets the standard, really, on Bear Farm. Um, because Gear Up absolutely nicked a group one off the front end in France last year. The Aikham Farm is just a little bit better than a splash fat. Uh, 
seriously overrated them official figures for me that one uh, unless you got the softy of all softies um hurricane lane's bred for the job kept on too well for maximal that we think's a bit of a ponce anyway at newbury yeah um so we expect some of these to provide more of a tent test for it and then we, we come with the two i'm interested in actually um you got Roger Varian, Royal Champion. Uh, it's well worth a mention, I think. I think this could improve a lot from debut. Um, and it would be very interesting if they come here on the back, off the back of that. I mean, I would have thought Varian would have run his best derby up here and he's won two derby trials already. Um, that's a very good That's a very good shout. It's a very good shout. You know, um, and if that debut this year was legit... You wouldn't be thinking about Gantes, you'd be thinking about getting a win into him somewhere. Mm. So I'm I'm assuming there's a fair bit of improvement to come from that if that turns out. But then there's the the one and I'm, I'm in terrible conflict about this because it's trained by Ed Warfel. But John Leaper impressed me enormously with his maiden win at New Newcastle. Yeah. Um Holly Doyle sat out the back in a race where they didn't seem as though they were going mental or anything like that. They turned into the straight, Holly Doyle still sat out the back and not really seeming to give a flying shit where, how far behind she is or anything else. Uh, the race started in earnest. Holly Doyle still sat still for a little while. And then for minimal pressure, this thing came through, swamped a Fair tell the Owen Burroughs that I've got about five pounds in front of his handicap mark um, and just blow past it um, yeah. without looking fully extended. Um, it's out of an Oaks winner. He's named it after his father. Um, dangerous. This could be a bit lively, and I think if this had been trained by Gosden and written by Nittori at Newcastle, I think this would be favourite for this race. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, I, mean, I think 8-1 to is absolutely sick each way. Well, I mean, the minute you look at, yeah, the minute you just look at the pedigree, like, forget, yeah. the train, forget the trainer, it's Frankel out of, out of Snow Fairy, obviously, you know, an Oaks winner. So straight away, the, the, the pedigree goes absolutely wow. I mean, I mean, this this horse basically is Frankel Snow Fairy, Snow Fairy, absolute class. And 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 like you, John, I think the way that Holly Doyle rode this at Newcastle, the money that was for it said that this was an absolute machine. When do you see an Ed Werfel horse, you know, like well backed at nine yeah. to four against top against top yards? You know, yeah. you've got. Mock to Sab of, of Owen Burroughs. You've got First Light, John Gosden's, King Francis, Roger Varian, Mosherif, Roger Varian. And they just couldn't get enough on. And no. and it was like, it was if to say, this is an absolute machine. So so like you said, John Leeper is just such a, a major contender. He's definitely on my shortlist. But obviously we're having to look at this race as though high definition might not turn up. Um, if he doesn't, so this is where we we're going to have to come with alternate contenders. And like you say, I'm firmly in the John Leaper camp with you. Um, and I, to be honest, you've thrown one at me in the Varian horse because, and that's been quite well backed as well. And mm. like you say, that that could be his 
his best so far because, like you said, you you'd run your best in the Dante. You, you, would. you would run your best. Yeah, yeah. So that that warrants respect. So this, it's a tricky puzzle. This one, um, the the one that impressed me um, was uh, of of the Aidan O'Brien other runners was uh, Wordsworth. Um, yeah, looked like diminuendo. This um, obviously, I know it's uh, wrong wrong sex, but but it, it just just this flashy chestnut, big white paws. Um, strong, strong galloping type, you know, pulling clear at the finish. Um, very impressive, good time. And I just thought that that's in really good order at this moment in time. So I just felt if he selected that to come across instead of high definition, say if that didn't make it, I, I don't think Wordsworth will beat high definition. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong on this. But if that was Aidan O'Brien's main contender, then I, I also think that that's in with a shout as well. But yeah, what what a great race the Dante is this year. Um, so John, I, I, if high definition high definition doesn't run, are you siding with John Leaper? I think at the prices, I think you've got to. You know, I mean, I, I, I genuinely think John Leaper high definition in or out. John Leaper is a better than out age where. Yeah, good shout. I, I tell you um, what, I'm I'm going to go with you on that, and. I, well, I'll snap you on that because I think if someone's got you know got me against the wall now, said right, we've got a bet now, that would be the one I think. Uh, but like I said, I, I am a little bit taken by Wordsworth as well of Aidan's if, if high definition doesn't run. Okay, we move on from the Thursday to Friday's two principal races where we've got. What is he? I tell you what, the York meeting this week could be the flagship meeting of all meetings so far. I mean, right, you look at this, this is the principal race, sorry, the second principal race on Friday, which is the Michael Seeley Memorial Stakes, a list, just a listed event for Phillies. This is a, if these all turn up, and I've got every reason to believe they will do because, because, it's a Seeley, page, I mean, they, they, this is, this is a group too. This is a group two, make no mistake. <coughs> John, what are your thoughts on this? It's an absolute page of a race. Um, you got Lovisio that I actually thought was probably the best horse in the Nell Gwyn. Um, and the runner up went and placed in the Guineas. So there's, there's every chance Lovisio could be pretty nice. Um, Creative flair definitely going the right way and would be the sort that you'd say maybe make up in coronation stakes type. Um, sea Empress again, very interesting if coming here instead of the Mosidara, which I believe she is. Yeah, bags of potential there. And then we've got our old friend Snow Lantern. Now, yeah. if she's running here, I mean. I, I would be scratching my head as to why they didn't run in the guineas, you know. Because, um, you know, I mean, why haven't they gone Musidara if, if they were worried about the mile for the guineas? I don't know. Um, stats of potential, you, you know, I mean, couldn't have done that maiden any better. Um, but against some of these, we'll need to take a step forward. Uh, it, it, it's a busting good race. You know, I, I think you could maybe say a coronation stakes winner. It's definitely the race of the week for me. Um, in terms of like what could be turning out here, I mean, let's not even rule out um, Kestena, a uh, uh, John Gosden. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I mean, I mean, these are these are really good fillies, and um, I mean, to me, Snow Lantern, like you say, it is the most remarkable decision of the flat season so far. Why Snow Lantern didn't run in the thousand guineas? A, a incredible decision because there's only one one thousand guineas. Um, it, you know, it doesn't matter if she didn't go on the track because Love Is You didn't go on the go, didn't go on the track in the Nell Gwynn. But at least they found out that Love Is You didn't go on the track because they ran in the trial at the Nell Gwynn. For some reason, the Hannans bottled Newmarket. They bottled Newmarket at that meeting and then they went to Newbury. Unless they just feel that she won't and undulations and that's just that. Maybe just that. Um, but like you said, John, Love Is You. Uh, didn't handle the track at Newmarket. Could could be easily easily be seven to ten pounds better than 103. Sea Empress beat uh, the Musidora favourite Tiona and was very impressive in doing so. Uh, obviously, I've mentioned about William Ag- Agus's record here at this meeting. Um, and then you come down to Creative Flair, the third in. Um, you know that 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 handled Aurea a decent beating. Um, and I got so what what a race. Um, I'm not I'm not going to tip up one really, um, because it's one of those. So it's one to save. It, it is that is one for the pit. Glass of wine if you fancy it. Gin, gin, half a pint of gin. Um, yeah, and if you're a non-alcoholic, then nice cup of tea, bit of pit on toast. You know, mark, marks and sparks, something like. Treat yourself. Bit of bit of marks and sparks. Bit of bit of uh, Ardennes duck, or. Duck. Duck, with duck, 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 yeah, duck, duck, orange patty, uh, pit, uh, for uh, the Michael Seeley on Friday. So we've sorted that. We've told you the direction which to go for that, and we have the final feature race of the meeting, which is the three ten, which is the mile three quarters matchbook Yorkshire Cup Stakes, a Group Two event in which Sir Ron Priestley, for the screaming kilt, is set to four market leader, John. Well, let's hope something goes wrong for the screaming kilt then. Because um, let's be fair, nobody really wants to see him win this, do they? Uh, you know. I mean, I had a good look at Ron Priestley. I'm, I'm, I'm not even giving him his title, so. Um, and a lot of his wins, a, a vast, vast majority of his wins have been at front end gas holes, Nottingham, Newmarket. Such and such. His only defeats, far from 11, have been at all up favouring tracks. And unless he gets a softy here, this is a all up favouring track to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. Um, they're probably daft enough to let Mayor Flood press him as well. Um, now, Tim, who tends to have horses needing a run this year, He's looking to get Wells Fargo back in back in the uh, the racing game after a long time off. Now that one can be very fresh and fizzy, and I could say that probably blowing out three furlongs out to be honest, but I, th- I think that'll be up there as well. So I don't think um, Ron will have it all his own way on the front end, especially with Aiden running. Something that sounds like Jim Bolger named it, Amran Nadrifran, or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> um, which 
must be lead, giving an ace lead to Santiago, who was fourth in a good ledger last year. He had his pipe open when beating the odds on, which a lot of Aidan's older ones do as part of the graduation when they're going from three to four. Um, she would have come on a ton for it. But I'm assuming that, that Santiago would be about second favourite. Yeah, yeah, and when I'm looking at all these press presses that's in it, yeah, I'm thinking I could go with a, a nice older boss that's thereabouts on the figures and could pick up the pieces, but I want a nicer price. And the one the, the golden pen has landed on is Spanish Mission. Yeah. I just think this could be kept out the heat of battle until the last quarter now. And uh, I'm not saying they'll pass everything in front of him, but I think, I, I think he might only be left with one or two in front of him when he gets to the left. And I think 16-1 is quite reasonable. He was in great, great order um, last autumn. Um, yeah. Obviously disappointed on the <coughs> very soft ground at the Champions meeting. Yeah. Um, but came back in Saudi Arabia with a good second. And then, again, subjectivist, um, just just sent to struggle that day a little bit. But as I said, the, Mark Johnston seemed to just bounce off front end and nothing got near it. So it's one of them. Yeah, it's not a bad shout, that, John, at a price. Um, kind of concur with you there. Um, so you, know, you, know, you know, I'm something that far wrong with everybody breathing down his neck here. Not really. Not your like you say. You make a very good point that 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 Sir Ron's wins, um, you know, have come when you know, like he, he's blasted off at tracks that probably suit 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 that kind kind of rise. And um, York, if you blast off at York for a mile and six, you know, you you, you might be flagging um, in the closing stages. And what what else puts me off as well is this is Ron's third run. I mean, they certainly not bothered, are they? You know, no. third run inside, inside sort of just over a month. Um, you know, a, 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 a listed event at Nottingham, then the then the Jockey Club stakes at Newmarket, and then um, uh, was it a Jockey Club? Have I got the race right? Is it Princess of Wales or Jockey Club? Jockey, Jockey Club. Club. That's Prince, Prince, Princess of Wales, the July meeting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's like you say, it's... It kind of puts me off at seven to four, um, and I'd, I'd look to take it on. Uh, I haven't got a selection in the race, so that's why I've sort of like I kind of like your reasoning there. Um, but I think at seven to four, Sir Ron Priestley for me, I would be taking on because, as John says, this doesn't really suit a front runner to to try and blast out and make all in his exuberant style that he does. Um, it's just that's it, and. That's where me and John lie. And also, don't forget, he's got the penalty, John. So he's, he's given... Not only has he got to do it the hard way, which is from the front, um, he, he's got the penalty to some of these. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm against I'm against the favourite there. So we move on to our best bets of the meeting, John. Um, um, I, I, I've got to... I'll leave you with the final shout, Um we might go head to head. We might go head to head even with a nap. I could see this happening actually, but but I will go first this time. It's not often I do this, so I always usually come to you. But my nap of the meeting 
Um, it's a, it'd be helpful if I could find it. Um, it is. Ah, that's why. Wrong way. Right, it is on the Wednesday, and it's probably against, probably against one of your fantasies. I've got a feeling. Um, my nap of the meeting is the 140 at York on Wednesday. It's the Jorvik handicap, and it is Illarab of William Haggis. And obviously, I love the trainer at this meeting for starters, but that's not the principal reason. The principal reason is last year he was doing ridiculous sectional times ridiculous as in as in this is not really achievable and i can remember having one of the biggest bets i'd had uh, last flat season uh, when he landed a handicap here over an extended uh, mile and a quarter um again i think john i think you were a bit sick because you backed our check of tims um <laughs> and 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 he quick and clear at our check, and you thought, I've done it. You stood up. You were beating your chest. You were beating your chest. I was already and, rubbing the Vicky and never mind beating me. <laughs> and then Illarab came from nowhere and just blasted uh, close home. And he's done that all season. If you look at his profile, one he's one by a neck, one by three quarters, one by a neck, one by a neck, one by three quarters. He only does enough. But he's got this terrific burst of pace, which is, which for a middle distance horse, I think he's just special. And whilst um, obviously I do respect Sir Michael's, my Frankel, of course I do, um, I just think Illarab this season will be, without a doubt, uh, top of the range. I'm not saying Group One, but he'll be, he'll be. You know, Group Three, Group Two level. They've got Hardwick entries. You know, both the front two. So, but Illarab is my nap of the meeting. One forty York on the Wednesday. That's the opener for the Dante meeting. John, what's your nap of the meeting? Um, it's not in the one forty on Wednesday. Get in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not going into it. Yeah. Um, it's in the three forty on Wednesday. I are. Um. If you want to hear William Morrison's called Huddlestone Mac. Oh, yeah. um, now, here we thought this was good enough to run in the uh, Greenham. Absolutely pissed its chance away and way too free. Um, we've got him in a seven furlong handicap, which will fill out on Wednesday. There'll be stacks of pace on. Um, he's got a nice enough draw. I think I think this will really suit and for the horse rated in the eighties, I'm absolutely convinced this can rate mid nineties at worst. Um, I, I think this will suit him down to the ground. I've no ground worries, and I think this is really really solid pork. It's a really really sexy profile, isn't it? I mean, I you know. So. I mean, it's absolutely pissed up on the Billy Idol uh, at Sandown last back end. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's just wasted him in the guineas. Early in the game. It beat, it beat one easily that also won its maiden easily uh, at Bath next time. Absolutely won pulling a cart. So yeah. this, like you say, and, and to be fair to Hewitt, he doesn't he don't tilt up windmills. He's a no, that, that, that's the thing. You know, I mean, if Clive Britton had run it in the green, I mean, he just... Not, probably not took <laughs> yeah. any notice of it, would you? You know. Uh, 
It's a good but, show. Uh, yeah, I think this with the guaranteed pace, I, I don't just expect this to I think it's an impressive performance here. That's a good shout. And uh, uh, to boost your confidence as well, have you seen that Ryan Moore was jumped up for Rifleman and <laughs> he's, he's turned down the ride? Because <laughs> <laughs> he chucked him off at Sandown. Yeah. Uh, so that's that, that's the favourite, a seven or two. And Ryan Moore won't ride it. So there you go, folks. John has come with a could be a pearler there in Huddleton Mac. As he's as he's a Dante meeting nap. I like that. I do I do like the selection. I think it's good. Have you anything else, John? Um, well, there's a there's a couple of system bets. Um, in the in the one thirty on Wednesday, I, I did people have a second look at Mister Carpenter. Yeah. On a, on, a, on a very workable mark, and has already had the uh, requisite paper opener. Um, Bolling John four fifty same story. Um, and then on Thursday, there's there's two. I think King Ottokar, the ground went bang against him in the link, and he did too much too soon. Yeah. Spencer's booked, tailor made for this job. Um, I think you'll see a different performance on Thursday, along with smart champion of uh, Dave Simcox. Never seems to run at places where he's all upstairs going to benefit, but it, it just might here. Um, and it's not always a great race, that two-miler. Um, on Friday, I liked your friend Mr Haggis with Wink of an Eye. I thought that was a massive eye-catcher last time. Um, no run when he wanted to be out. He finished up well beat, but probably should have won. Um, Mokta Sab's in that, the one that chased home John Leaper as well, yeah. so that's dangerous. Um, and on Friday, I thought Tenbury Wells opened to a fair improvement from three to four, gelded since last season. Trainers won this twice in the last 10 years. He got a good record with all the handicappers in debuting at York. Um, so I, I did note that. And there's one interesting horse, I don't know whether it's gonna turn up at York, uh, Kagan of David O'Meara's. It's a £13,000 purchase out of Andre Favre and Godolphin. Easy to make this, a case for this one being better than his provisional rating uh, coming over here. And certainly one to keep an eye on. O'Meara's got it ended up in two races at York. As I say, it's not fast to run, but I, I would urge people to keep an eye on that one. Outstanding, John. Outstanding. That's some really good, really good stuff there. Um, right. So, I, uh, me and John are sort of like sign on the feature races. Me and John are very keen on KM Pepper for the Middleton. That would be our banker of the feature feature races. I would believe, John. Um, and uh, our naps for the the meeting are Illarab in the Jorvik handicap. And John, your nap again? Huddleston Mac. That's the one, Huddleston Mac. Huey Morrison's, which ran in the Greenham. Um, obviously, Huey doesn't tilt at windmills. So the, that they're the three sort of principal selections to, to, to concentrate on. John's left with some, some fantastic horses to follow there at the end. So I hope you find news this week. And I, I wish you all the best with your punting. Uh, please get in touch with us on Twitter, as always. Messages, tweet at us, we'll, we'll reply. 
you know, any questions, queries, whatever, it's all, all good fun as we enjoyed the sport this week. That's all from me and John. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we are back on Friday night, as usual, previewing the Lockhinge this weekend, which Palace Pier will be probably a warm order for, to win um, the Lockhinge on the back of his Sandown win. That's all from me and John. Bye for now. <laughs>